love you. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes. Today is going to be an an episode of restraint. It's going to be, it's gonna be oh. about holding back. Uh, I'm starting off mad. Uh, the faceless Leon over there. Oh, sorry, I spoiled it. I'm the green traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> and I <laughs> am the faceless Leona, as previously mentioned. And this is Green and Faceless on the Couch, a podcast about movies and TV. And this is yeah. uh, this is a special episode that we do once a month. It is called the Potato yeah. Pick. Welcome back to the Potato Pick. Greg's angry. <laughs> no, I'm angry, man. I, I, as I was as I was telling you before, I was uh, I just got my, done with taking my dog for a walk. So a little bit of backstory. I love my dog. I love her so freaking much. She's the best thing. But when we take walks, she eats everything she can find. Yeah. And it's I've tried so much. I've tried all of the training tricks. I've talked to a trainer. She's met a trainer. We've tried a lot of shit. I'm trying something new right now. Problem is I just forgot my my treats because I'm trying to bring treats with me. Right. And when she gets at something, I hold up treat and be like, drop it. It's been working. She's been doing better because obviously she wants treat more than she wants dog shit that's right. on the ground. Right. But I forgot my treats this time. I got home. I was I was like, I'm getting on the move. I'm doing this. We're going. Because it's it's sometimes it's hard to get out and go for a walk after you get off right. work. You right. know, it's kind of just want to laze around. But once you're out there, so I, you're I, out there. Exactly. And so I got I got myself energized, got out the door, got maybe, you know, a good solid block away from that apartment when I realized, ah, fuck, I didn't bring a treats. Oh, well. That's whatever. I'm good at this. I'm vigilant. She got it dog shit. She ate it. I couldn't stop her. I got mad. I tried to stop her. We had a tussle outside in public. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> saw me, thankfully, unless they were using binoculars. But... Oh, it was it was fierce. It was ferocious, and I stormed her back home. It it it, it made me so mad. I spent uh, the the reason it made me mad is because I've spent a lot of money on her the past few months in regards to her having eaten something that gave her ringworm. Yeah, and so that was a huge battle She's... where I was constantly cleaning my apartment, and it took a lot of money, way too much money. She's been in a cone for months. Yeah, but the. Yeah, but the the cone actually started before that because of her anxiety. I found out that it's 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 good for her when I'm not there to have the cone because it definitely oh. calms her down. And That's so nice. it's 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 strange. I don't know why, <clears throat> but like I guess it's calming to her to have it on. And that's great. I clean it. I make sure that she doesn't get any issues. She's only in it while I'm at work, so it's not too long at all. And it's a nice flexible thing, so it's like not uncomfortable. Right. Uh, to my knowledge, it's not uncomfortable. She seems She's okay with it. She's always been very anxious. Yeah, and, and it definitely has helped. I've definitely noticed uh, quite a bit of uh, improvement with the collar. But, like, I don't wear that on walks or anything. It's like once I get home, once I'm there, I take it off. But, yeah, she's uh, – we're going to try new things. But it just it, it infuriated me. Uh-huh. And it, it built on issues I was already having. I was already having some rough days. So, it was just snowballed. And – here we are to talk about three films, two of them that really correlate <laughs> with the energy I have right now. So that's perfect. That's why we're going okay. with it. I, I think right. I can. I think I can channel this. Okay, but, this one's brought yeah. to you by Del McCallahan. Thank you, know, you Mom. She she keeps <laughs> on bringing in the the votes. So here we are. Dethrone her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
Uh, so th- I didn't explain what the potato pick is. If this is your first time listening, what an episode to pick. But you're here. <laughs> and um, the potato pick is our patron sponsored, voted upon, recommended episode where we take one to two movies that someone has suggested and then the rest of the potatoes have voted upon, as I just explained. <laughs> <laughs> So here we are. We're going to talk about some romance movies we asked for. Uh, we did ask for that, actually. And when I say we, it's me because I... <laughs> yeah. I t- Sometimes I give them a prompt, like if I feel like that w- would be nice. So, And I decided yeah. for February this year that we would focus on some love for the potato pig. So here we are with some... Uh, turn of the millennium <laughs> uh, rom-com picks. So we got Notting yeah. Hill, Sweet Home Alabama, and Must Love Dogs. And when it comes to romance, I have uh, as we all know, I have a very highbrow yeah. level of, of quality. I want I want the romance to, you know, it's got to be pleasing first and foremost, of course. It can have a sad ending. That's totally yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. But it's got to be a good romance. And uh, if there's going to be a comedy angle to it, if it's going to be a rom-com, it's got to be good at that comedy. And uh, one of them was good at comedy. <laughs> and we're going to talk that one first. We're going we're gonna to get the nice one out of the way. Okay. Well, it's also the earliest. So It's also the earliest. Yeah. yeah. It's and not I, the reason we're getting it out of the way. No, no. We, we tend to do chronological because uh, we like numbers and they... May go in order. We're OCD, man. Are we? I mean, maybe. I am. I might be. I definitely am. I, yeah. If, <laughs> if, if I am, it is to such a lesser degree than you. I don't mean that as an insult. <laughs> <laughs> I, have some, I have some shit with numbers. I like I like a specific number I like way too much. I like some specific numbers, and we share a like for that specific number. Yeah, that's true. This is a production of from Fiction Works nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think you've made like uh, life altering decisions based on the number though. I definitely have made at least two life altering decisions just because I was like, yes, <laughs> the number nineteen is in it. <laughs> no, I guess not. Besides the name of of this, but we we did that together, so it could be life altering though. It could, it could be. become maybe. Wow. If you go to patreon.com slash green and faceless, it could be life altering. Indeed. But let's talk Notting Hill first. 1999. I was six years old. I believe uh, I can easily say up front that I know I've watched the other two films. I believe my mom made me watch Notting Hill once, but I don't remember it. So it was nice to come back to it. It is a Roger Mitchell film. Let's see here. I don't think I have <laughs> any of his. Here. Yeah, his filmography I wrote looks like a whole lot of I ain't ever heard of it. Yeah. So I guess like yeah, I haven't I haven't I haven't heard of anything else by Roger Mitchell. It was written though by Richard Curtis, who is the writer of uh, Bridget Jones Diaries, another movie called Four Weddings and a Funeral, and another movie called Love Actually. All of those films star Hugh Grant. Who is also the star of Notting Hill. <laughs> so, so Hugh Grant and this writer, Richard Curtis, they apparently are, I don't know if they're friends. I assume they are. Oh, but like After working together like that, probably. Right. Uh, yeah, he, he, he specifically wrote roles for Hugh Grant. And this was one of them. He, he only had Hugh Grant in mind 
And then wow. it also stars Julia Roberts. Uh, Julia Roberts is Anna Scott. She is yes. an actress. Famous. Famous actress. The highest think, paying uh, actress. You know, kind of like Julia Roberts. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I was trying to think of a celebrity to compare her to. So I, I thought Julia Roberts, you know, that sounds like a good, good equal pairing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the whole idea of it, the whole idea of it came to Richard Curtis while he was on a walk. And the idea was this. What if I brought the most famous actress right now, today's most famous actress, home to my family as a date? How would they react? How would, uh, how would, you know, how would that affect my life? And that's basically what happens. Hugh Grant is, he's kind of a, you know, he's a normal guy. He's, you know, the, the sure. what are they, blue collar worker? Is that the right? Uh, he's he's yeah, a bookkeeper. Maybe. Uh, he's, he, he has his own mom and pop uh, bookshop. That just say, sells travel books. Um, <laughs> Why? I don't know. But yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> There's this one guy who's billed as annoying customer, played by Roger Frost. And he just comes in and he says, oh, do you have the new George R. R. Martin by any chance? And he's like, no, we, we just sell ra- travel books. And he says, and every time... Hugh Grant talks too. It, it's always like a jumbled mess that just keeps on going. It's just a it's just a <laughs> ball that goes down a hill. Uh, it's just you know what I mean. So of, yeah. <laughs> so he's the, so you oh, know the man. bit the bit gets pretty pretty in depth uh, pretty quickly. But <clears throat> all, the annoying customer only says a couple of things like. What about Stephen King? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's always he's, like, Get out. he's always just asking. Yeah, and well, he actually there's one point where he just like calls to his other clerk, his other uh, uh, fellow Martin. employee, and he's just like Martin. He's just like Martin. This one's yours. Played by <laughs> you James Dreyfus. Yeah, he he was fun. He's kind of not really in it that much. Not real. But Hugh Grant, he's he's working at this bookstore. When, uh, sorry, Hugh Grant's name is Will Thacker. Will Thacker, he's working at this bookstore when in walks Anna Scott, the most famous actress of the time right now, and th- they just kind of hit it off on accident. Oh, I mean, not really. You well, know, he, like, Hugh Grant's charming. Yeah. He's, he's trying yeah, real he, hard not to be like, you're Anna Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not to like just flip out on her. Yeah, he's just like just talking to her. He's like, oh, you don't want to pick up that book. You know, that, that, that author's actually never traveled to that country. He doesn't know what the <laughs> fuck he's talking about. I recommend this one. And uh, yeah, from there, you know, it just blossoms. You know, she she likes this quiet guy who's not part of the the crazy chaotic paparazzi universe that she lives in they kind of just start dating he ends up bringing her back to his family which is you know the the premise of the whole thing and uh i don't have all of his family members do you so it's more like a family of friends it's a found family much like ours uh you got tony he owns a restaurant played by richard mccab uh, but the restaurant fails. You got his sister's name Riley is Honey down here. Uh, yes, his sister's name is Honey, played by Emma Chambers. Uh, his best friend Bella, played by Gina McKee, and she had an accident some time ago and is now bound to a, a wheelchair. And right. her husband Max, who can't cook. 
played by Tim McEnery. Actually, one more person, Bernie, who is a very bad uh, stockbroker, played by <laughs> yeah. Hugh Bonneville. And the and the reason you mention all of their negative qualities is because there's a hilarious, <laughs> uh, like hilarious in a deadpan way, scene where they're all sitting around a table when when Anna Scott's there when he brings yeah. her home to them. Uh, they're all sitting around the table, and to get the last brownie, they all have to explain why they're the re- they're the person who should get the last brownie. Yeah, and and they explain it through like this is my sad, depressing life. Don't I deserve uh, this brownie? Yeah. Kind of way. So it's a very exposition heavy scene, just to like show you all of their their negative, like their flaws, kind of, or like their their motivations even. But it's hilarious how they how he did it, like. That was nice. I, I yeah. laughed quite a lot because at first I'm like, this is fucking stupid. And after a while, I'm just laughing. Right. I'm just going because with Because eventually them. you get to, to Anna and how she has absolutely no privacy. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. she tell, and, you know, she tells it very well. And then Max is like, nah, not buying it. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous actress who makes the millions. <laughs> And and I think Hugh even says that's a terrible way to try to hog a brownie. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's a good scene, and it's it's very true though. Is that uh, as as the as the movie goes along, as the relationship blossoms, you do start to witness how fame really affects her, Uh, because you know she kind of does want to be private and have her own you know personal time and space, but at the same time. She has to be extremely careful about how everything is perceived about her, and so you you get a lot of that that interplay with with fame and with uh, your private life. And it was, I thought it was really well done. It was very interesting yeah. in that respect. Yeah, that scene really drew me in, and you know it it already did a, some fun stuff with this the street that his little neighborhood, which is Notting Hill, right? Yeah, and his he's he's got this blue door. You know, it's set up to be this big romantic story just from the setting and i think it's a well put together film for that reason and other reasons i think another great part about this is that they obviously have some kind of connection but it just keeps on seeming like it's not going to work like stuff just keeps on getting in the way and i think this show does a good job at that particular story angle I agree. It, it's really well set up comedy, and uh, I'm sorry, it's really well set up rom com. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's man. It just feels kind of too early to talk a closing statement, but it's. Oh, I think we're good. Yeah, it, it is a good one. It's a very enjoyable rom com. You know, it's not my favorite. I don't think I'd return to it quick. But like Hugh Hugh Grant, he's a charming motherfucker. Hell yeah, yeah. always. And I feel like always, really. Yeah. And Julia Roberts does a great job. Uh, there are moments where you know you're kind of mad at her and her reactions right. to things. Yeah, and it's in less so Hugh Grant because I feel like he is really just like he's trying to please, but sometimes he just makes wrong decisions. It's just it's a very enjoyable story that I think is really kind of well told, and I give it I give it three stars. It was very very easily recommendable yeah. rom com. I would especially agree. for the nineties. Um, yeah, this is 99. 
And um, <laughs> I would give it a face. Uh, I, I, it's not. I'm not gonna say it's my favorite by any means, but it's very good. Uh, ranks pretty high on my list of rom coms, I would say. But I would have to give one negative. I thought I felt like from this movie, you got this cast of people who are you know pretty well fit. You know who we didn't talk about? Spike, his crazy roommate. Oh like, yeah, just yeah. real quick. Uh, oh my god, how do you say your name? Uh, Race. I think it's Ethan's. Yeah, I think so. And I'm probably or, or I'm sorry if that's not right, but you're hilarious and you play this disgusting artist man very well. You're also adorable in some strange way. So <laughs> great job. Uh, I think but him and I don't know if he is my favorite side character. I really liked both Max and Bernie, though they're kind of the same. Hugh Bonneville, I'm gonna look this Hugh up Bonneville. before I say the wrong he's, thing. But, but he's yes, such a he's, good actor. Yes. Like. So he plays Robert Crowley, like the the head of the household in uh, Downton Abbey, and uh, mm-hmm. me and my wife oh, yeah. have seen that and love that. So secret review of Downton Abbey. Yeah, he's he's beautiful. I, I've seen oh, yeah. him in quite a, a few things. I think he's in Harry Potter. Can you look that up for me? Because I think he's is he? Uh, is he is he Slughorn? No, no, no. I don't remember that. I think I'm off the top of my head, but I mean they don't uh, look dissimilar. But I don't think I he was of? in Harry Potter. But he was in some Who in 2011. He was hmm. in which three, episode? I believe he was. The pirate character. The character's name is Henry Avery. Ooh, the the ship captain. The ship captain. Yeah, I guess at the nice. end. Well, yeah, spoiled that episode yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? what else? Wait, was he in Cloud Atlas? Oh, or am I thinking of? I, I, I think I'm thinking that's of the still very the same guy. guy. Yeah, that's still the same yeah. guy that you're I'm still stuck of, on. And I'm sorry that I don't yep. have his name off the top of my head. I mean, the internet's right here. Okay, okay internet break so that's fine yeah, yeah. i really enjoy this particular this. actor so i wish i knew his name off the top of my head jim broadbent jim broadbent it's thank not you. a hard name to do they remember. at least do they at least look similar like well yeah maybe he's older <laughs> he's a little bit older looking oh well but i I'm mean just stupid. they both have similar hairlines <laughs> and, and you know, I say that knowing very well that I'm going in the same it. direction. I appreciate the stretch you're helping me with here. <laughs> but but uh, I think what you were well, a while back when you were talking about Spike, I think you were going to say one of the negatives was his relationship with Honey. Maybe? Oh, I wasn't going to say that, but that oh. that is I feel like could have used more development. But I really liked Emma Chambers. Um, yeah saying it and you know it's it it felt a little bit like they had their own story in the background just because of how well she acted that scene so good job yeah. on that but yeah it, did it just it felt really weird because they were trying to they were trying to do like progression of years because there's right. there's like a couple of years in between when uh anna scott and will thacker meet right. again you know it's like they meet they they part they meet again they part they meet again or whatever i don't yeah. remember how many times it happens but like they, they do a progression of time and then like after one of those like little montages where time progresses 
they're just you know they're at that family gather the, the family of friends gathering and for whatever reason spike's there he hasn't <laughs> been at any of these before but you kind of get the feeling that will kind of holds him at arm's length he's just a roommate yeah but i guess <laughs> uh, he's like maybe you're a little too weird for the rest of yeah. my friends <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess, I guess in one of those time progressions, he became part of that fa- friend family. Right. And you're just, but when it when it happens, I was just kind of like, why are you here? I don't understand why you're here. And then she's like, I'm getting engaged. And I'm like, oh, that's why you're here. Yeah. Okay. That's a little weird way to just make this happen, but I guess it yeah. works. Though I do love him in that last scene. And that, that last yeah. scene was great. Yeah, it was. But it's just when, when she turns to him, though, after announcing her engagement, she turns to him and goes, by the way, it's you. And it's like, really? wait, were, were you two, were you dating before this? Or is this just like completely out of the blue for this poor yeah, guy? Like, I think it was, but he was totally in it to give him credit. <laughs> he was like, fuck it, sure. It's like, I'm ready for marriage. He just felt so honored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just so weird. Uh, so, yeah, I think but, that that about closes it for Notting Hill. It yeah. was fun. I did get a lot of laughs out of it. Hugh Grant is always charming, and he typically gets a laugh out of me. Have you seen Death to 2020 or Death to 2022? I have uh, not. 2021, rather. Well, he plays this professor who is uh, pretty, pretty backwards in his... Uh, uh, philosophies but anyhow it's 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 a funny bit it, it's all just bits about people talking about how the world's ending um pretty much <laughs> but i haven't seen the second one so i can i can't judge that but at the end of yeah. 2020 it felt like it was the right time definitely it was like dad this right. year fuck i feel like it, i just feel like it's too real for me sure i 100 percent understand that because that, i definitely had that feel when I was watching it. So I, like, oh, shit, yeah. this is real life. <laughs> I think before we move on, it might be an okay time for a soda break. I soda agree with that statement. Break. Ugh. Should have I have gone pee? Are we back? I guess we're oh. back. Um, <laughs> you got to hold it for the rest of the episode now. Ah, oh, damn it. Reese Witherspoon in Sweet Alabama. <laughs> Before we get into Sweet Alabama, I just want to say, Mom, I love you. I'm happy that you can enjoy films like this. And that I know that everything that we're about to say, you'll still love me. And uh, let's do it. Let's talk Sweet Home Alabama, man. <laughs> okay, so you kind of did the synopsis last time, so I'll do it this time. Melanie, she goes by Carmichael in the beginning. Is that right? What's her? Oh well, I'm just I have no to get idea. This right, and they don't have the people in name order. Uh-huh. They didn't give his last name. Okay. I specifically okay. wrote down Notting Hill's character names. Uh, I refuse to do that for Sweet Home Alabama. All right. Well, at the beginning of the movie, we know her as Melanie Carmichael. Okay? And, you know, that's kind of a giveaway at that point, but what the fuck ever. Anyhow, she is a 
fashion designer in New York, but she ain't native. She is from, as you might have guessed, Alabama. <gasps> That's right. I 100% believe it's only from Alabama because they got the rights to play <laughs> Leonard Skinner in Sweet Home Alabama if they <laughs> named it after that. I have no idea. I'm just assuming that's all that happened was they were trying to figure out, like, what do we name it? And it's just like, sure oh, we got the right to sleep in Alabama. They sure do play tonight. Uh, they, they milk the rights for that, for sure. Yeah, they do. So, her uh, very famous boyfriend in New York named Andrew Hennings, famous be- uh, because he's a doctor, I don't know, uh, but also his mother is a mayor. Andrew is played by Patrick Dempsey from OG Grey's Anatomy. I don't know how long he stuck around with that show. I only watched the third, the third season. Uh, his mom is played by Candace Bergen, and I suppose that's a secret review of Grey's Anatomy. Anyhow, he proposes, uh, but she wants to keep it secret until uh, she can talk to her parents about it. But it comes out that night. That yada yada yada. She decides she wants to go home and talk to her parents about it. Enter Pearl and Earl Smooter. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> that was their name. <laughs> that was their name. Uh, no. that's the best part of the movie, Greg. You have to give this movie something. And Pearl and okay. Earl Smooter is it. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess. So Pearl's played by Mary Kay Place. She's a Mary Kay Place. Mary Kay Place. Fred Ward plays Earl, and he is a uh, Civil War enactment enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which okay. guess for which side? Yep. Guess for which side. But anyways, she goes. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, she says she's going to go meet her parents, and that's all well and good. She gets there eventually. But first, she has to go visit Jake, Jake Perry, her husband. What? Played by Josh Lucas. Oh, the drama. Scandalous. Yeah, but he won't sign the divorce papers. And, you know, she's really upset about that. She goes home, and Earl has Pearl. Take a bologna cake out of the ice box. And that Ugh. led to me looking up, because they don't have bologna cake in the film. Thank God, I'm not a wretched. I'm sorry for Southern people that enjoy your bologna cake. But I had to look it up online. And it is a in the shape of a cake. Oh, but no. there are layers of bologna and perhaps cream cheese. Or s- different types of sauces or something. No. I didn't actually look into the recipe because the picture was truly enough. But it's like several layers of bologna. And like you have to like buy bologna that size for what they got. Or, or you know, they st- maybe they're store-bought. I don't know. Is there a factory out there pushing out bologna cakes? If there is, I, I guess I want to know. I'm curious enough. It's a cheesecake factory in the south. They just uh-huh. <laughs> they have a special area. <laughs> please, ma- please Giant clean enough. your machines before you make cheesecake. <laughs> Here's the question for you: mm-hmm. uh, If forced, spam or bologna? Spam. 
That, yep. That's an easy question. But also, if if the bologna's fried, I'd eat it. Fried bologna's pretty good. Hey. I could. I I had to live off bologna for a while yeah. when I was very young. Yeah. So we had it at least I'm once a week. Vegetarian. For sure. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not if it was the only food left, I'm I wouldn't turn my nose at it, especially if there's some mayonnaise. But that's yeah, the only thing the only I like mayonnaise I... on. <laughs> that's fair. Well, I like I like mayonnaise. Especially Jimmy John's mayonnaise. American okay. <laughs> so there's something to it, but I, I prefer a little bit more punch for my um, calorie intake. So I'm more yeah. of a mustard and sriracha guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. More eggs. <laughs> more umami. More umami. Oh, we're talking about Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home um, Alabama. Yeah, that's the that's the story. Is now she uh, she has to get Jake to sign the divorce papers, or she you know big drama because she can't marry this guy. Yeah, and Jake's a he's a southern charmer, which is to say, I find him very disgusting at times and very charming at times. Yeah. <laughs> like he, yeah. he has a he, few moments where you're like okay there is a good guy in there and he has other moments where you're like okay you're just yeah. an asshole I think his what he does for a living is interesting and that's part of his mystique because he's trying to let her because it's been seven years that she's away, been away and right. he's trying to let her think whatever the hell she wants to think about him and eventually she finds out and more drama, and I guess I'll save the end. Yeah, well, we can save the end. I'm just gonna say fuck that ending. Yeah, fuck it hard. Yeah, it, it, it. I didn't feel like it was justified at all. Truly, nope. because I mean, they had sure they had a couple of a good times, but mostly they fought. <laughs> yep, mostly, mostly they, fought. they it's, fought. It's just it's a it's it's romanticizing a very bad relationship. Yeah. I'd, I'd say so. I think your wife said it best when I was trying to remember who uh, who was the lead actor when we were talking about it once. Uh-huh. I was just like, "Oh man, who was the who was the guy that she was uh, that Reese Witherspoon was in love with?" And your wife said, "The rich preppy guy, or the guy who's holding her hostage for a divorce." <laughs> I was like, "Huh? Yep, yeah, that's, that's true. Pretty much what he's doing. You know, it's gross. There's there's some really gross things about this whole movie." Uh, there is a one of the uh, one of the big the, so here's a lot of my biggest problems with it when she gets to Alabama mm-hmm. it basically becomes a bunch of scenes where she is walking around somewhere and somebody either cat calls at her or says something sleazy in her direction or is incredibly just absolutely disgusting and very you know just male chauvinist yeah disgusting. And she turns to them because she's, you know, she's been in New York for the last seven years. You know, she'll turn to them and be like, what the hell is wrong with Oh, my God, it's Charlie. Every single scene, every single scene becomes her getting like just disgustingly hit on, getting mad about it until she realizes that person from her past. And it's just like fawns over them immediately like my best friend, you know, every scene. It gets (laughs) annoying as fuck. But one of those friends, I don't remember his name, but he is Bobby a closeted Ray. Ho- Bobby Ray. Thank you. He's a clo- closeted homosexual. And spoilers, uh, she just 
while drunk. Yeah. Just completely outs him. Yeah, I was so pissed. I really like I was pissed. if I was watching the movie. Well, okay. Here, here it is. Here it is. I either wanted to stop watching it then, really, or I wanted there to be more justification. He he forgives her pretty quickly. Yeah, Bobby that's Ray is played <laughs> by Ethan Embry, and I do like Ethan Embry, and I think he does a good job as Bobby Ray. They just didn't do enough with his character for what what that really means to for a person for that to happen to them. And you know, his community does seem to accept it, but if we're going to be realistic here, I don't think this rural Alabama town would have accepted it so easily. There was a reason why he kept it right. hidden his whole life. Like, not only does he just immediately, like, I mean, it's not immediate. They have a one conversation scene where she apologizes and she's like, I was drunk. I'm so sorry. You know, and eventually yeah. that works him over where he's like, okay. And then he just becomes a comedic character after that. He's just yeah. constantly like everything he does is like not a butt of a joke, but it's always a joke. You know, something happens and he's just kind of like trying to make it funny. It just, it really just really pissed me off. Yeah. And I just couldn't stand it. Yeah. And they did the thing where they like, it's, you know, the movie magic thing. Everybody falls in love at the end with yeah. one of her designer friends who is there. I'll skip the reason why he was there. He's there. This is Nathan Lee Graham, and he's really the only person of color in the the cast that has lines in the principal yeah. cast. He was like the representation of New York. Yeah, really. he was representation of New York and of any person of color. He's the only representation of, uh, of people of color. Yeah. And we're in... And, you know, we're in the South. Uh, and, you know, I don't know about Alabama, really, but there's uh, quite a few black people in the South. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just yeah, feel very, like there's very... no representation. They brought the representation from outside in when, I don't know, but, you know, I do feel like the industry is getting better at that. But that is a fault I have with this movie. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's I have faults with almost everything about this movie. And uh, to go into my closing statement with it, I gave it one star. It really uh, just displeased yeah, me. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, I'm holding back a lot on it. I'm sorry, mom. I love you so much. <laughs> I know. I know. I watched this with her, and I know when I watched it as a kid, I didn't like it. Uh, I'm not a huge uh, sorry to Reese Witherspoon, but I'm not a huge Reese Witherspoon fan. And, you know, this movie just, like, it, it irritated me on so many, like, levels. Like, I work with a lot of women, mm. and I see a lot of them, you know, a lot of people who call them nicknames when, when they're helping them. You know, it's just, yeah. like, a lot of people who are just, like, that thanks, honey. Or, too. you know, that that kind of stuff. It, it pisses, pisses me off. It pisses them off. And it's, it's just... If you're gonna, if if somebody is helping you, if that somebody is a female, you, you just don't have to call them a nickname. Just call them ma'am. Call them their name if they have a name tag on. Yeah. But like, don't call them honey or sweetie or sweetheart or darling. Or it's, don't call no. them anything. Just say thank you. You is fine. Yeah. You works exactly. for everybody, if you didn't know. Yeah. It, it's really just <laughs> annoying. And, and all of the guys in this movie are like that. They're all... It's just, it, it is a southern thing. I know that. Yeah. I know it's more of a nitpick on my end. And on other... I know there's a lot of people I know out there who don't prefer it either. 
But I get that that is just a, a kind of a cultural thing in the South. Yeah. Still, um, it's gross at times. Yeah. And this whole movie just kind of came across as gross to me. Yeah, a lot of times, me too. I mean, no joke, I took my dog for a walk, for a 10-minute walk during the middle of this movie, because I was just like, I need to get away from this movie, and I don't want to pause it. So I just let it keep going. <laughs> I took my dog for a walk you know, around the block, the middle, I came back. You didn't miss anything. There's nothing around yep. the middle in this movie. It was right after the it was right after the um the outing scene where she just, you know, gets drunk and yeah. just outs him in the bar. See, yeah, I was, that I was so you pissed. Too. Yeah, so Yeah. Well, let's move on. I didn't say what I thought of it. Um Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say <laughs> Okay, so there's some quotes in this movie that I'm never gonna forget. Like Pearl, why don't you get them? Baloney cake out of the icebox. I'm never gonna forget it. Never ever. So, uh, but that does not mean that I want to give it more than half a face. I really didn't like it, but it isn't an incompetent movie. I mean, it it does hit some beats that I could see. You know, some people getting emotion over. I gotta say the lightning thing I found interesting. I thought they would do more with it. There was a lot of things that they could have done more with in the movie. But I didn't like it, so half a face. They blew the whole budget on lightning effects. Oh, yeah, did they? Yep. That's what I'm assuming. Oh, that's your assumption. Gotcha. Yeah, that's why why the whole movie looks so cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Must love dogs. Must love them. I do. Uh, I do. I do. I'm yeah. not a dog person anymore, though. But Aww. I do. Poor Zell. I love. I still. I still love dogs, and I love. I love the dog I had. I'm. You know. I think I'm kind of one and done on the perfect dog. She. She irritates me at times, but like, she is like the perfect kind of like thing for me, mm-hmm. especially at many nights. I really love having her presence, but I think me and cats <laughs> just have the right bonding attitude, <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, when I'm I feeling could... like it, when I, just wait until I'm feeling like it. That's what the cat cat's attitude is. Exactly. And w- with cats, I feel like I can be mad at them and not feel guilty because that's happened many times where I'm just like, you little fucking Because they don't just care mad at the that cat. mad at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't, they don't sit there and give me like sad dog eyes Ooh, when, when I'm mad at- <laughs> When I'm mad at Zelda, it, it makes me so mad. It makes me feel really bad because she just gives me those sad puppy dog eyes. And I'm just like, man, why am I an asshole? It, it really hurts. It really hurts. But you got to love dogs. You do. Yes. And uh, that's uh, what must love dogs, 2005. That's right. And you must love them if you want to date Diane Lane. A voluptuous Diane Lane. Yes. As her dating ad. It's based on a novel by Claire Cook. It's directed and written by Gary David Goldberg. And as you said, it stars Diane Lane and also uh, John Cusack. Cusack. Uh, Yet again, somehow we're talking another John Cusack rom-com. What was the other one we talked? Oh, Uh, that one was I liked more. That one. What was it called, though? Serendipity. That's right. Yeah, I just Maybe. pulled that one. I don't know. Man, my recall is on it today. Nice. Yeah, it's. We'll uh, I, I I agree with you. I like that one much better because this one is. Um, I don't know. As a single individual, 
I hate movies that constantly are beating me over the head with, you have to be in a relationship. You have to be in a relationship. And that's this entire fucking movie. Yeah. Diane Lane is, uh, she's an older uh, divorcee, I believe. Maybe she's a mother also. She's in her her 40s. I don't know if older <laughs> i meant older as in she is not your typical rom-com like you're right typically yeah, rom-com you're like 20 is something that i actually applaud the movie for is that it you know mm. is trying to do something that not that many movies have done right <clears throat> yeah well, it's complicated it comes to mind uh yeah, secret review of it's complicated I, of. I guess which which reminds me why the fuck was alec <laughs> It, we, we didn't we didn't talk in Notting yeah, Hill. Yeah, you know uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Let's go back just a second. Yeah, oh yeah. Sorry, must love dogs. We'll get to you. But with Notting Hill, Alec Baldwin just made like a <laughs> random fucking appearance for like a minute. Yeah, like, he's why? Jeff, the Hollywood boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like, surely he was still. He, like, I know he was popular in the nineties. Like, why? Right, right. It was probably just for a cameo. You know, it's like, hey, we need right. somebody for this spot. Hey, I heard that he's on the set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll bring him in. Yeah, he'll be Julia Roberts' uh, uh, boyfriend for this scene. Uh really weird. But must love dogs. Uh, <laughs> Diane Lane, as you said, in her forties ish, I believe Name she was a divorcee. Uh, what yes. was? What, let's get John Cusack out of the way. What was his, his name? His name was Jake as well. Jake, a, another Jake. Oh, yeah. What the fuck. I guess that's a very good name for a rom com. But well, Jake is. Okay. Uh, I just was making sure up... that Hugh's name wasn't Jake too, because maybe that's what your mom oh, was doing. Yep, will just for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Famous Jakes. <laughs> But they both put up dating site profiles, mm-hmm. and they both kind of uh, – they don't lie in their dating profiles. They just – you know, they, they do they, – I think they both right. they, have, they both have friends make it. That's what yes. happens. Yes. Like Diane's sister, I think, and then Jake's uh, – sorry, Sarah's sister and Jake's best friend, I think. Right. And Jake's – and it's Jake's lawyer. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> in the really? – yeah, so in the first scene, they're talking about the divorce. He is his divorce seems fresher than hers. And this guy, oh, he was divorced too. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, they're literally talking about the papers, the end of the relationship gotcha. in that first scene with the two of them. And and I feel like like Notting Hill, a good amount of time passes in this movie. I don't know if as much, but yeah. So it's his lawyer, this guy, and what's his name? Fucking um, Dermot Maroney. Is that who it was? Maybe. No, 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 no. That Dermot Maroney was the elementary school father who uh, oh, wanted okay. to get with uh, Sarah, and his name was Bob. And there were some jokes about his name being Bob, but the, I can't find it. The lawyer. Yeah. yeah. The only other name I have written down is Christopher Plummer, and he was uh, Diane's dad. Yeah. Which there are some really funny moments with him. Yeah. But that was I, about it for me. I agree. I, you know, there are some things that I laughed at in this movie, and 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 I don't think overall that it was a terrible movie. I just didn't find it very interesting, and we right. didn't really even talk more about. I feel like we need to talk a little bit more, but you were bringing up Christopher Plummer as bill oh right yeah he He, also is fishing for some love 
Yeah. But he also, but he 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 has several women on the line. <laughs> He's playing the field. Uh, He's playing I, the field, and it's the the revelation of that is hilarious. Because just to spoil the scene, because yeah. I don't really recommend this or um, what was that last movie? Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, that That's one. That's it. I don't I don't recommend either of those these two films. But there's a scene where Diane Lane. Uh, Sarah has her first like hit on the dating profile Mm -hmm. and she goes out to meet that person for dinner. Turns out that person's her dad. Yeah. And you know, she knew it was where she realizes it. So she knew it was, she knows this person is her dad. I feel like the way you said it, it sounded like she didn't know her dad, who her dad was like she was adopted by somebody else, but she didn't know the person she was going to meet at the dating site was her dad. Yeah. She was completely shocked when she turned up and was just like, oh, no, my dad has a yellow carnation or whatever the flower was. Mm -hmm. And she's like, dad, are you here to meet somebody that you met on this dating profile? And he was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, no, I'm your fucking date. You know, it's it's a very awkward moment. It's kind of hilarious. I love that, actually. I mean, I love I love both Diane Lane and Christopher Palmer. I think they both do a good job. There's just not much from this script for either of them to lift it off anywhere. It's just, it's, yeah, I guess for me, it, it's more of just the, the constantly beating it over your head that they have to be in a relationship. Like yeah. with, with Notting Hill, it feels like a, a natural thing. Like mm-hmm. it happens. Like mm-hmm. he, neither of them were really seeking a relationship. He was just trying to be a good guy and not be like a creepy fan. And, you know, she was just trying to lay low and then it just continued to build and build until they're just like, wow, we really work together. Yeah. That's fine. That was great. Sweet Home Alabama. I don't even want to talk about the romance in that. That's just <laughs> icky. It's icky. And then with Must Love Dogs, it just kind of felt very forced. Like, they don't even, like, really hit it off on the first date. It's very yeah. awkward for both of them. He says some really gross – I mean, not not intentionally gross, but he does say some things that are – he's just like, oh, shit, I didn't mean it like that. Please, right. l- 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 let's back up, you know? Yeah. They restart the date like three times, and then they ha- and yeah. then he's like, "Let's have a second first date." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's it's good. It's realistic. Like that is like something that I've definitely had happen in in first dates where I'm just right. like I'm very nervous and I say something stupid, and you know they they pull that off very well. It's just not investing. I'm not at all interested, and it's just it's ugh, it's kind of just mundane boring trash yeah i don't know if i would say go so far as to say trash but mundane sure i feel like uh they just kind of played it safe like i feel like the idea of the divorcees using the internet to get dates is a good idea especially when it was new so I think there's a word where this movie could work. Made for TV. Made for it does feel a little made for TV, doesn't it? That's that's yeah. very a very good. Uh, that's I think play. that's where it would work. If I if I stumbled upon this and I was just bored, yeah, and I was just like, oh, here's something. Right. I would have watched it on TV with ad breaks. Yeah, sure. I might have liked it a little more. Yeah, yeah, but we had to pay voodoo. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so anyhow. Hey, uh, you know I what? Wanna... At least Sweet Home Alabama was free. Yeah, Sweet Home Alabama was free. So, you know, we paid for one okay one. And I had to watch some ads. One pretty good one. 
So there you go. Yeah. Notting Hill made up for both of these, I think. I, I agree. I 100% agree. And I want to express something. I'm not going to say it exactly the way she put it. But just before we came back here, my wife, Sarah, said something about John Cusack. <laughs> she said he is the expression of a mediocre man. Uh, and they always <laughs> get him with wonderfully beautiful woman just from him being a decent guy, like just putting forth yeah. a minimal amount of effort. And she said, that's yeah. why his rom-coms work because men will watch them too, because it gives them hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I don't really like identify solely as male, but I gotta say this movie doesn't give me a lot of hope. No. I watched this whole thing and I was like, oh man, I'm screwed. Well, both <laughs> of these characters, their starting point is not very hopeful. Both of them have just no. been divorced after thinking that they were in love with this person. Uh, the husband said he just didn't love her anymore. And his his John Cusack's wife cheated on him. So Right. Uh, oh, that's oh, it's coming back. I do remember that actually. Yeah. So I like, do remember they're, them talking about that. They're not in a good place to start out with, and they are not ready to date. You were one hundred percent right. I feel like if they especially on Jake's side of things, because he literally was just done with the court battle. Yeah. <laughs> they, His friend they just him needed into to it. give them more space. I think like he was trying to do the guy thing, like you need a rebound or whatever. And Jake's like, I'm not Ugh. interested in that. Which I, I do have to give Jake's character credit for that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. To give him credit, he is a, a very, he tries to be a noble guy. So yeah. it's like, and, and he doesn't, he doesn't like fail at that. I, I, yeah. I say he intends, he's just, you know, he's kind of, as, as I said, mediocre is perfect for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I do. sorry, like, to, <laughs> I shit on John Cusack, but like the only film I've ever liked, really actually liked him in was 1408. Like I can't. Did you watch Being John Malkovich? Okay, that's true. I I do remember that movie. Yeah, he. Is I need to rewatch it though. That. That's There's fair. a couple that's of fair. times where he really pulls it out and surprises me, but he just this is the role that made him John Cusack. He is this rom com role. He just does it over oh. and over again. I was uh, like, shit, must love dogs is what made him no, famous. No, no, like, no, I'm sorry. This archetype <laughs> no, I know what that saying. he plays. Yeah. Uh, That's, so, yeah, you're, you're totally correct. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a paycheck for John. I do think he has some chops, though. It's just they're hidden in little I think, gems. I think that's another thing about this movie that bothered me is it, it really just felt like a paycheck for them. Like, it didn't yeah. seem like, like, Diane Lane is a great actor, but, like, both her and John Cusack kind of both feel like they're phoning it in for this movie right especially in those first shots of her family and it seemed rushed it seemed very rushed together i do think they found a little bit more stride later in the movie but by that point i was honestly kind of bored i think it picked up again at some point like there's some pretty fun antics that happen yeah, when they're looking for yeah. the condom, that was fun. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's kind of when it picked up for me when I was just like, okay, here's some good f- comedy. This is nice. Yeah. I'm like, by the time they find a condom, obviously neither of them going to be horny again. Yeah, but yeah. Like, this it is was, nice. It was predictable where it was going to go. And, you know, it's a romance. So, you know, the ending's also fairly predictable. 
Anywho, I, I think I've done going around in circles about it. Yeah. And I give it a face because it's it's it was a competent movie. I didn't I didn't mm. really feel like there was anything overall wrong with it. Yeah. I just didn't necessarily find too much interest in it. I do like the yeah. the artist philosopher thing though with the the boat and that that kind of foiled with Bill Christopher Plummer's character. You know, there's some things. There were some little tiny things that they tried. See, I'm trying to remember that. What what, what are you talking about? <laughs> so Jake Jake is a boat builder, right? Okay. He builds these boats really? out of wood. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was and he, clearly like, paying attention. Never he never sells any of the boats. Because people for boat for if they want to buy a boat they buy you know the fiberglass thing right and right right yeah so he finally finds a guy who wants to buy one of his boats and the guy's like could you cut it in half for me and he's like what and he's like yeah I think it'd look great mounted over my TV and and he's like nope no sale no I'm not not selling a boat to you. Uh, and then later on, he decides to take that sale because he thinks it's what he needs to do to grow up or something. And Bill comes out of this wow. restaurant and and he is looking at the boat and Jack's like, well, you like the boat? And he said, yeah. And he's like, is it yours? And he's like, not for long. Uh, I, I'm selling it. I made it, though. And he's like, you made this. And then he says something, yada, yada, yada. What it's just a stupid boat after all, or something. And Bill points out that he is an artist with the heart of a philosopher. And I'm like, hey, that is a pretty good way to describe what John is trying to do for this character. I do remember that scene. <sighs> I don't remember anything to do with the boat. Like, that's the, I, I watched this movie. I did. I did. <laughs> I thought the boat bits, bits were kind of funny because. Like that one guy, right? You know, he's like, can you cut it in half for me? He's like, no, I'm not going to cut my boat in half, man. <laughs> I kind of remember that, I guess. It, it kind of rings a bell. Yeah. Boy, I, I, I feel, I'm sorry, Mom. The part that I find more forgettable is the Bob story with Dermot Mulroney. Like, she Might was story, really yeah. into him. She was more into him than she was into Jake, but he was kind of a douchebag. He's, he's like the, uh, he was the charmer who is like, everything seems good about him, mm -hmm. but then you find out he really is just in it for the, for the sex. He just wants to get laid. He just wants to get laid. That's why he is recently mm. divorced. Everyone's divorced in this movie. <laughs> he was recently divorced too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I do remember yeah. that actually. Yeah. Man. What a message this movie's putting across. I, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, Mom. I, I clearly, clearly, I feel bad. You should I'm happy that you love bad. these movies. I like, uh, no joke. Like, even though we shit on films, it, it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy those films. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't, uh, like, like those films or that they're, you know, that our opinion means is, is above all. Or you know? means anything. <laughs> or means anything. Yeah, we're just two idiots spewing shit on the internet. But... Yeah, I, I I know that she loves these films, and, and at least that she enjoys them. Maybe she doesn't love them, but she enjoys them, and that's that's great. They are good for this this time of year for for the Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. you know, to to just sit down and just watch like hilarious 
TV comedies, you know, something that you just see on, on television with a bunch of ads. It, it, I think all three of these films were working that way. Actually, Sweet Home Alabama doesn't because we, we literally got it for free with ads. Yeah. And I still didn't like it. So, that one, I'm sorry. Nope. Oh, that, that's in the trash. <laughs> but Must Love Dogs can work as that. But Notting Hill definitely wins. I'm 100% with you. I, I think it's pretty obvious from our yeah. discussion. I don't know if I was rambling in the direction of anything, but, uh, but uh, why, that, why, that, why that. not just ramble <laughs> Yeah, ramble in the direction of the, of the finish line? That is, uh, that is the show. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leone. Thanks for listening, safe travels, and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash green and faceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.